Welcome to Our Current Obsession, the podcast that discusses all things film and TV. I'm Faith. And I'm Liv, and today we're discussing episode four of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. What an episode, honestly. I really like this episode. It was like a mini movie. Yes. I love action, and I, I had to, because we didn't watch this together, I had to like rewind like I don't know who did like the stunt the choreography and all of this like the coordination but it was like top tier props to them did you get the violence warning and then I know that that was going around was everyone was saying that there was a new violence warning um and to just like watch out for that and I think I was watching the episode and I was like I don't really see what this is about and then you get to the last two minutes and I said oh that's what that is I was like oh okay they just needed to combine this episode and the next episode together because the suspense is a killer. I know. My favorite this episode was Sam. I think that man came out swinging, but not really. Because he was just like, he's so kind and mm. perfect to be Captain America. And my favorite scene was when he was talking with Carly. And like, he had like his back to her the whole time he was talking to her. And he like really like trusted her and just wanted to hear her out. And I just thought that was so sweet. And I was like, this man is absolutely perfect like to be Captain America. I would say, I would argue right now, he is Captain America because of that. But yeah, no, I agree. I think it, he has like that Steve thing about him where he can relate to people. Where this mm-hmm. John Walker, he just has some entitled air about him. I'm sorry. <laughs> this cheap, this cheap Captain America is not Captain America. Like Sam is just so nice and he gets on with everybody. Like even when he's not getting on with Bucky, he still gets on with Bucky, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. He's just he's so sweet and understanding, like you said, and he like relates to people. Or John is just like fear-mongering. And that's all he does is he wants to like have a fight and like prove himself in like this over physical sense, like with his fight with the door melange. Oh, that no, man. Uh, would we call that a fight? Mate, and Sam was like, uh, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do yeah. that. You, this, this, is, this is a whole different <laughs> world that you don't know about, honey. Uh-huh. I mean, y- your friend may be black, but you ain't met that one yet. <laughs> <laughs> he and has like, a black friend i'm like that that's literally how i feel about him and battlestar i just felt like they were like he's so white he he is this kind of like white supreme guy yes let's let's give him that black stereotypical best friend uh-huh. and, that, and i don't think they did it in a way like this show is trying to be stereotypical they did it in a way as like a joke to make a joke out of his character mm-hmm. they called out the stereotype by using it yeah exactly because even John Walker, he feels he's so entitled. He's like, "Oh yeah, I like Steve," and da 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 da. And it's like you don't know Steve. Mm-hmm. Like you don't know nothing about him. You don't know what it means to be Captain America. You have no experience. Yeah, he called him like an older brother, and it was like, "How would you know? You never met the dude." <laughs> exactly. I'm like, you don't even know where the dude is. I hate that man. <laughs> no, let's go on to someone we do like, Bucky. Love Bucky. He's on the road to recovery. <laughs> It's going to be a long road. Yes. But he's walking it. And I'm proud of him. Do you know that that flashback to when Aya um, recites his trigger words? Oh, that was that so sweet. That really got me. I was like, oh, my baby. <laughs> I wasn't planning on crying five minutes into the episode. But, you know, we all do things we don't expect. 
it was so sweet and it, it was just it just shows he was so terrified that he was going to hurt someone and they were like we're not going to allow you to hurt anybody don't worry and to see him overcome that because like because you know that when he was the winter soldier he didn't want to be the winter soldier it wasn't a case of he mm-hmm. had that choice and so for him now to have that choice and decide who, what the, the sort of person that he gets to be it's just yeah. so lovely to see i really hope just as a little side note i hope we get like some sam flashbacks because yeah. I feel like, um, I don't know, I want to know more about Sam's past. And I think that we know a lot of Bucky's past, which makes like having flashbacks a lot easier. But I think that would be interesting to see like that sort of like really sentimental stuff with Sam too. Because I know we got to see him with his family a bit, but I would still like I to think see more of that. There's, there's still so much that hasn't been explored yet. And there's only two episodes left. So I'm worried about that. Because right now, like, I don't know how anyone else feels, but if I feel that it's a bit of a Bucky show I don't mm-hmm. know I don't know like not not totally because we have the John Walker and we have all of that but there's not much going on about mm-hmm. Simon the way of his past and his family and I thought we were going to get more of that and I know yeah. in the trailer there have been there are clips so I'm expecting it but I yeah. want a bit more for two more episodes I'm struggling to see how they can do it but I have faith I, I got faith in them too. I think that they can, I think they can pull it off. And I think that I saw, I believe it was on Twitter. I saw this where someone pointed out that like, if you watch the episodes and don't think about like any of the fandoms talking about it, there is a lot of Sam content. It just feels like the majority of people are focusing on Bucky content, which mm-hmm. like, I understand everyone loves Bucky, but at the same time, like this is Sam's show <laughs> in the nicest way possible. I do think that it really should like be about him. Um, so maybe like just to the people listening, appreciate Sam more. <laughs> and I think I think this show's done really well to make me like him because it was a it was a wonder and vision situation when I went into the show. I loved Bucky, loved him. Sam was like he was there and I was like okay but <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't anything you know like oh my god I love him as much as Bucky and now I love him in his own way like I love him for Sam exactly because he always had like really good one-liners like throughout yeah. the movies and that's what I knew him for was like this comedy but then I think that like you really see like how much heart he has and mm-hmm. it just it made me really appreciate him. And I love that I hope well, we know we're gonna see more of his family and with Sarah and all that. And I think that that is really gonna be great for his storytelling to like see him have a family and see like that dynamic and like his community and all that. I think that that's gonna be really sweet. And maybe that will like serve us better than seeing about his past as we'll get to see like what he is now. And I'm still really interested in seeing that you know Bucky's redemption in terms of oh my god the guy's name is it Yuri oh yes 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 yeah I was like I can't, it's been so long since he was mentioned I'm like <laughs> it's been years yeah like is that his name mm-hmm. um but yeah I'm excited I feel like that I thought that was going to be more involved as well mm, yeah whether or not that comes out more in the next couple of episodes I hope so I I, I like the dynamic of us seeing their home life and seeing them as superheroes essentially yeah I wonder if we'll see Yuri again because like are we gonna see Bucky tell him I don't think I personally I don't think he should tell him I think that that would just make it worse like in a way he deserves to know but in another way it's like would that help Mm, that's tough (laughs) 
This episode, I think, really made me sympathize with Carly more because I mm-hmm. already enjoyed the Flag Smashers. I I love when, like, I don't want to say they're villains, but when a group as such has really good ideas but really bad execution, that's like a Killmonger yeah. type of thing. And I think that those are, like, mm-hmm. the really interesting ones where you can totally, like, get behind what they're doing and they just want to, like, help these people and like deliver all these vaccines and stuff but then I think that when they started killing people and when she threatened Sarah and all that kind of stuff that's when I was like okay this is getting this is getting a little out of hand yeah but see my thing with the threatening Sarah right was this was all caused by eBay Captain America I I refuse (laughs) to call him by name so we're just going to go variations of this okay (laughs) (laughs) eBay Captain America, Walmart Captain America, whatever you want to call him. That was his own fault because they have Carly and Sam were having a perfectly calm mm-hmm. conversation. He said he would give him 10 minutes. They were get they were vibing on the same, they were like literally rolling on the same wave, surfing on the same wave, whatever you call it. <laughs> and he had to come in there and mess it up and make her feel like she was betrayed when mm-hmm. the only thing she was doing is do it, she, I think what Marvel does really well with this show is that they connect it to real life events. So there are a lot of people such as refugees and immigrants who have been, you know, they say they rehoused them in a certain country and then actually left them basically for dead. They haven't supported them in any way. And that mm-hmm. is what Carly and the Flag Smashers are representing in the same way Sam represents the Black man's experience. And I think it was episode two or three um, with Isaiah and all of that yeah. stuff that that connection is what that's what the show does really well and john walker fails to understand that his lack of connection with what society is like and what the world is like is why he fails to be captain america even if Mm. you don't understand it on a personal level to hear somebody else's opinion which he refuses to see because all he sees all he sees from her is her bad execution like you said like it's like a killmonger situation where the Mm. execution is just bad but they refuse to see what they were doing is actually right yeah like in in some way I think that John Walker is just the absolute worst and I think that we really see that in the scene with the Dormelage where he's like they weren't even super soldiers and that's kind of what pushes him to take the serum is because in the beginning of the scene he gets put down by Sam a black man and then he gets beat up by a bunch of black women so like that is his like white supremacist ideals is coming out in this manner where he has to take a superhero serum to like feel superior over them and feel like he can beat them and he thinks that like being physically strong is the only thing that makes you strong and he isn't like Sam where he is like well-rounded he is just like so focused on like this force and brutality and it's disgusting and I despise (laughs) him and there have been like John Walker apologists that I have seen who are like oh but they killed Lamar they killed his best friend that doesn't mean you can kill another person 10 minutes earlier Sam was like killing people doesn't like x out the fact that you were mad about someone else killing people you can't just keep killing people yeah I love how you said it's disgusting (laughs) (laughs) no but his, seriously, his situation with the drama logic, he is so entitled, it's unreal. He's like, mm-hmm. you guys don't have jurisdiction here. The drama logic have jurisdiction wherever the drama logic. 
fit. Okay. I didn't get that because he's like, you don't have jurisdiction here. I'm like, you're Captain America. You're not in America. You don't yeah, have I'm like, jurisdiction. I'm like, take your little flag and your, your little constitution that only includes white men and go back <laughs> home. That's literally it. And I love America. Don't get me wrong. There are a lot of things I love in America, but this guy picks, he's basically a construction of all the worst parts of America, in my opinion, mm-hmm. anyway. Exactly. So sad, but to see the Dora Milaje literally kick his behind makes my day. I really like what people have been saying that Steve is what America thought it was, John Walker is what America is, and Sam is what America could be. I'm like, that is I love that very correct. That is so good. Um, and I think that's totally true because I think that like the pure brutality of John Walker. And I mean, this kind of goes into our like expectations for like the next episodes. Mm-hmm. I don't think the US government is going to reprimand him at all. I think if anything, they're going to give John Walker like a medal and be like, he killed a terrorist in his first two weeks. And <laughs> that that's going to be upsetting. I really think that's going to happen. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like I, I'm actually surprised because the violence of that situation was horrible. Mm-hmm. I was so I was like, he didn't even kill your friend. It wasn't him, and he's telling you it's not him. And it's yeah. just not. It's not like it's not like an eye for an eye. Oh yeah, you killed my friends. So I'm gonna take one of yours. No, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. And even if you could, I could see. I understand it was like your friend, and I can imagine if it if it like someone had killed you, I probably would go out there and do a lot of sign too. But <laughs> <laughs> but like I wouldn't. You could see that it was an accident. Yeah. Like she didn't, everybody was fighting. I mean, she didn't mean to hit him and have him break his neck. I know. It just so happened that he was one of the only people who wasn't like supercharged there. Exactly. And her power is much stronger. Exactly. And that's the reason as well. And I, I'm just going back to the Dora Milaje. I mean, in, I don't know if you've seen that tweet by, what, let me find it. What's that guy's name? Stephen Ford. And he said, okay but the Wakandans putting a built-in weakness in Bucky's arm is like really messed up it shows they never fully trusted him he spent years trying to finally reclaim his autonomy only to be undermined in an instant by those who helped it's just sad I didn't agree with that because Mm -hmm. they helped him and it's like any other any other device or program that you had there's always going to be a way for someone who created it to take it back does that make yes that's just a it's just a fact like even let's say for example on twitter like donald trump when he was doing his madness on twitter he thought he was invincible because he suddenly he's logged on he signed up to twitter or whatever and that can't be taken away from everything (laughs) can be taken away our houses can be taken away literally everything can be taken away from us that it's no different yeah i think that it makes sense that they would have some sort of like fail safe in there because i mean they were getting ready when they gave bucky the arm it was for, what was that, Infinity War? They were giving the man a gun. I think that, that makes sense that they would have some sort of program in place to, you know, remove his arm <laughs> when it's something that they made mm-hmm. for him and gave him for free when they took a risk in taking him in when Wakanda wasn't known to the rest of the world. It w- I don't think that it was anything like personal against Bucky himself I think it was just a smart little thing to do and I think that like people are saying that Bucky's face is him realizing that people don't trust him I don't think it's that I think it's him realizing that he broke all of the Wakandans trust so how are they supposed to trust him because they trusted him and he breaks 
Zemo out of prison who killed King T'Chaka, you know? So it just, I don't think it was anything mean or any sort of malice against Bucky. I think it was kind of like a, what are you doing? Yeah, um, and someone said on Twitter, um, Amon Warman, he said, Shuri and IA freed Bucky from his Hydra programming and gave him peace in Wakanda for the first time since 1943, only for <laughs> him to free the man who murdered their king from prison. <laughs> then he used the same arm they gave him against them in battle. That is justified. Yeah, but I would totally. be mad too. I'm like, yeah, come give me another arm. Yeah, you, you want some special <laughs> vibranium from Wakanda? I want to have my vibranium back. Thank you. They could have taken the arm if they wanted, but they didn't. Yeah. They just took it off and said, basically, like, hey, we can take this if we want to. So just, like, watch yourself. Yeah, he can go back to his little... And the other thing is, as well, like, I'm sure he can take off that arm, everyone. Like, he he must wash it. The socket... <laughs> do people not wash their, their, their arms? Well, I he mean, said I'm he sure... didn't know it could come off. So, like, maybe now this is a good thing. He can, like, wash the inside of it. I don't know. No, don't say that. Can you imagine? It's just all crusty. The whole place for how long? <laughs> just pure sweat building up. <laughs> you know, because people with prosthetics actually take take it off and clean it because it, it then gets pain. So I really want to know. Maybe I need to go and call someone up from Marvel and understand like the technical <laughs> aspects of this. Because, we need to know. Yeah, I'm like. Okay, so you're telling me this guy's had this arm and he's never washed, never taken it off. Like, it's just been stuck there. Because, I mean, in episode three, we saw him using, like, a napkin to clean it. But, like, there's no, still a whole crevice up at the top that's just never been yeah, touched. But he, but he also, like, moved the arm back, you know, when he put it back in. I'm sure in one of the episodes. Yeah. Yeah, rolling of the arm. So I don't think it is a situation that he didn't know it could come off. I guess he didn't know that they, someone else could take it off. I don't know. I guess that's just a scientific Marvel thing that we may never figure out. But I don't think I, I <laughs> Marvel don't think, secrets. How does he clean his arm? Yeah, I don't think that it was a bad thing or that they they led him astray or did anything. There was no malice behind that. Mm. They gave him the arm, and what what can be given can be taken away. That's how I feel. The Wakandans giveth, and the Wakandans taketh. I think it's really funny that throughout that whole battle, Zemo just walked out. Oh my, no, <laughs> do you know what the best bit was? Is when he's like, the first, the beginning of the battle, he's like drinking his drink. And then halfway through, he's like, yeah, I should probably go now. Let me just jump off into the bathroom. I'm going to just slide out. <laughs> uh-huh. Which honestly, I would like to point out, Zemo just confirms the fact, if you are ever offered a Turkish delight, do not take it. Narnia taught us this with the White Witch, and now we have yeah. Zemo. <laughs> do not take Turkish delights if you are a child. It will never end well. But you know what was the one thing that creeped me out about Zemo in this episode? Him singing Bar Bar Black Sheep. Now that song <laughs> already has like really dark connotations anyway, but the way he was singing, I was like, what kid finds that interesting? <laughs> oh, <laughs> crazy, he was giving man. a concert, man. Yeah, I was like, no, I would have been like, run to your parents, kids. Run, run as fast as your little legs can carry. <laughs> yeah, but then the girl got like 500 bucks for it. So it's like, hey, if I have to deal with a creepy man for like 20 minutes for $500, I'll do it. Oh, God. This is not now an open have... invitation. Now we have to watch you. Now anyone anyone who's like stalking you could be like, oh, just offer $500. <laughs> well, no, $500, my bottom, my fee, my baseline. It's he's getting downhill. <laughs> Let's go back to um, John Walker before yeah. the 
yeah no his whole situation this episode was he just got worse and worse as the episode got on more entitled john walker we knew he was gonna take the super soldier serum but a part of me was hoping maybe not but on the on the good side you know that now puts him on zemo's hit list which makes me a little bit happy i'm like fine zemo do your thing I'm not one for violence, but I'll let this happen. You know, when Lamar or as Battlestar, as some people know him, he talks about, you know, when John Walker asked him if he would take the serum, you know, he's like, the serum just makes you people more of themselves. So sometimes you get Carly and sometimes you get Steve. Really, the reference should have been sometimes you get John Walker and sometimes you get Steve. Yeah, (laughs) it just made him more of the worst. He like just got so angry and disgusting and violent when he took the serum. It draws parallels between the comments made in the first Captain America movie. I don't know what the doctor's name was, but where he says, like, the serum amplifies everything that is inside. Good becomes mm-hmm. great and bad becomes worse. That is John Walker. Like, I, I don't know what he was like before <laughs> he took the serum. Not I don't particularly want to know. But <laughs> you already know he was bad. Yeah, yeah, this is just, oh. Oh. And you know America's yeah. not going to pick a black Captain America. That That is just a fact. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to be stuck with him for a while. I am very excited to see who the power broker is, but I'm not, like, I'm not, like, desperately needing to see it. If I never know who the power broker is, I'll still be able to sleep at night. But But I am curious. my, My other thing is this thing about Sharon. She's had, she's had a role, but not as big as I thought it was going to be. Not how they gassed it up about how she, she was gonna be in the show and she was in like an episode and like this like an episode and then a clip this one she has she like a like phone sam. call yeah like sam that that um you have what's it john walker coming your way and it's like Ugh, mm-hmm. not this guy again but i think something more is gonna happen because from the fact that she's even in marvel legends which is their kind of like mini series where they just catch us up on everything we need to know about these characters mm-hmm. she's in that they made something dedicated to her and she's not even in that many films so yeah. i think something else is gonna happen with her well that's what i hope i could definitely see her being the power broker and i think that that would make sense for the storyline for mm-hmm. her to be the power broker i mean i guess people have been saying that some of the timeline things don't match up but i'm not picky <laughs> whatever happens happens it could be a Doctor Strange situation. People can manipulate the timeline. Yeah, why not? I don't, I don't care personally. Just, I just want to be entertained. Yeah, I, I can't take more sadness. That whole Lamar death was... I, that, that was, was sad. I didn't even like the character. I didn't even really like him either, but he still was like kind of so- sweet. He was like John's mm-hmm. voice of reason to be the one to be like, you shouldn't do that, man. So I'm like... What's this guy gonna do without his like one moral compass? Dean, you saw what he did. Well, <laughs> we he saw what he did. <laughs> we saw what, what he did. He oh yeah, well that's worrying. I I just have a feeling that he's not dead. Dead. I don't know why. You feel like that wasn't it? No, I don't. I just I just don't think so. The camera did go so... back to him, and I was like, hmm. Hmm. no my thing is is that like the whole way through I, was, I knew this guy was gonna die he's just he he's a character his role in the in the show just like oozed death to me so i just <laughs> i like i could see it coming so when it happened i was like oh my god i was right who's to say this show i just kind of accept every single week <laughs> i'm not even gonna try anymore but 
Yeah, this is I not think... a predictable one. That's all I'm oh, saying. Oh, no. I think that it's predictable in the sense that the storyline always makes sense, but it's never predictable of where, like, they're going to take things, which I think is really good for a show, you know? Yeah. I mean, are we going to get a song like Agatha? Because I'm still bopping to that now. <laughs> you want and a I- new song? I mean, if Sharon's going to, if she is a power broker and she's going to come out of her own song, please just make it a bop. I've she has a theme a- song prepared. Yeah, I got a toss a coin to your witcher. I have Agatha all along. Give me another bop and we can be best mates. That would be good. I mean, Marvel, you still got a couple days to make a power broker song. If you want to do that, we would be ready. I would be ready to listen to it. And I wonder how much money they made off that Agatha song because for like a couple of days, it wasn't on Spotify and people were like, hello, we actually want this song. Like it's actually a bop. And ever since then, people have been... I'm sure it will come up at the end of the year on people's like top 10 most played songs. Anyway, let's wrap it up. What are, what do we think is happening next? Like what, what would we want? Okay. Next, I think the government is going to support John Walker, even though he committed like murder. Um, I think Sam and Bucky somehow are going to get the shield. Oh, apparently they're supposed to have an argument in the next episode. They say episode five is supposed to be the saddest. I think they're going to have some argument over what to do with the shield or how to take the shield and all that kind of stuff. They can go um, back to therapy. They can go back to therapy if they want. I would be open to them going to therapy for a full hour. I would like to see it. Um, but I think they're going to go back to Louisiana to go see Sarah and that whole fam, um, which I think yeah. should be exciting. I'm hoping the next episode won't be too sad, but I'm also ready to cry a little bit. How about you? I actually do think they're going to go back to Louisiana just because I've seen a trailer where they're like working on that boat. Mm -hmm. So I think that could happen. I think they do need to go back to America now. They have been traveling the world for a hot minute. They will Mm -hmm. not have that private jet life anymore because Zemo's going to run up. (laughs) I think it's time for them to go home. They need to to do something with John Walker that so we had never have to see him again because he is no Avenger. He is no Steve Rogers. He is no Captain America. Um, I actually have no expectations. I really just want this show to continue the way it's going. I think it's going really well. I still have very little idea of what the plot is, but I like it. I think we just talked for like half an hour about the plot. <laughs> you know, I, I still have no clue what's going on, but... Okay, that's okay. You're just here for a good time. Yeah, I'm just here for the vibes. Thank you for joining us on our podcast today. You have been listening to Our Current Obsession, available wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back next week to discuss the fifth episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Please subscribe now. And if you've enjoyed, please leave us a review. Be sure to follow us on our Instagram and Twitter at ourcurrent underscore pod. Thank you.